But I, I wanted to help women understand that at the deepest part of everything they want is this craving to be with him, to have relationship with him that goes beyond just needs being met, but is conversational and relational. So life looks a lot different when we're awakened to the constant presence of his Holy Spirit. Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson, and Holly Gerth, writers and real-life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected. So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together. Hey, More Than Small Talk friends, we have a treat for you this week. Becky Thompson is with us, and I had the fun of being with Becky in California at a writer's retreat right before the whole world shut down (laughs) for COVID. It was my very last trip, and I can tell you she is delightful and beautiful and creative and passionate about encouraging women. She started the Midnight Moms Devotional Community, where she prays with over one million moms every evening, which is amazing. She's also a best-selling author, and she has a new release called God So Close. So we're going to dive into that book. But before we do, Becky, I remember when we were together, you shared the story behind how you started the Midnight Moms devotional community. And that was so encouraging. So can we go back in time just a little bit and you share that with us first? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, ladies, for letting me join a seat at your table for the more than small talk convo here. I'm looking forward to all the things we're going to discuss, but I would love to begin at what seems like the beginning of the story, which is the Midnight Mom devotional community. Um, you know, I, I already had what I would say is like an author community. I was writing books. I was, I had a blog, but I was up late at night feeding a baby, feeling pretty alone and realizing that the moms in my community, uh, also felt the same way. We needed a place to land. So I would put out a devotion at midnight for moms to read in the middle of the night, whether they were up with a sick kiddo or changing sheets from a child who had a mistake or accident or whatever it was, mom's up for all seasons and situations of life for all reasons. And um, and really the comment thread on that post on Facebook was full of prayer requests. Pray for me mm-hmm. because, pray for me because. And I never wanted a woman to feel like we, I wasn't praying for her or her prayer wasn't seen. So we said, okay, if you're going to comment with your prayer request, you know, and look at the one above yours and pray for her too. Like yeah. go up a few and comments and pray for each other. And anyway, it got to the point where it needed its own place. This Midnight Mom check-in needed its own place to live on the internet. So the Midnight Mom devotional community was born with about 2,000 original women from my first community. And it was so neat because um, they did. They were a praying group, you know, like they'd stop and type out, this is what I'm praying for you, so-and-so. But still, the numbers grew and I needed help. And so I asked my mom, Mama, will you help me? Because I want to make sure each one of these women get a reply. And we came up with this idea. Actually, I have to give her credit, my mom credit, because she Mm -hmm. said, you know, let's do this. What if each night we prayed for a mom in a different season and situation of life? So tonight we pray for the mama who maybe has a newborn or had a hard day or is, you know, dealing with a spouse's deployment. And that kind of began the familiar phrase, which has begun all of our prayers since then for the last 
a few years. Tonight we pray for the mama who, and uh, we just sort of fill that in and moms say, Hey, that's me. You're praying for me or Hey, that's Mm -hmm. my best friend and share it. So that community has grown into this beautiful experience for so many that we didn't plan. We didn't strategize. We weren't trying to do this, but the Holy spirit, man, he's got great ideas. So we give him credit and, um, and we're just happy to be on the journey with him. Oh, I love that so much. You know, I'm excited about your book, God So Close. The subtitle is Experience a Life Awakened to a Spirit. Can you tell us why you chose that title for this book? You know, um, this is the eighth book that has my name on the cover. So I co-wrote two. And really the message of my life, the message of what I put in book form or on social media or in old blogs, you know, is that God is real, that he Mm -hmm. is with you and he loves you so much. And so I offer hope or I offer peace or I offer whatever it is that God has put on my heart of his to offer in each season. But really it's, it's the one foundational truth that God moved heaven and earth, came from heaven sent his son and poured out his spirit just to be with us, um, just to be close with us, just to have this relationship with us. And I think often um, we're in pursuit of a lot of things that God offers, but I, I wanted to help women understand that at the deepest part of everything they want is this craving to be with him, to have relationship with him that goes beyond just needs being met, but is conversational and relational. So life looks a lot different when we're awakened to the constant presence of his Holy Spirit. And really that was the heart behind naming the book, God's So Close. This is, this is what we all really want. And this is what I believe the word makes clear is available to us. So why do you think, because we can talk with people about the Lord, but when we bring in the Holy Spirit, there's a hesitancy to that. Why do you think that people are so kind of timid about going deeper in their knowledge of the Holy Spirit? Well, I, I have a lot of personal opinions about that. I've done, (laughs) I've done a lot of thinking about that question, but I think the, the safest answer for that, the, the answer where we'll all find common ground, which is what I'm really after here is Nobody warns within the church about Jesus. Nobody says, oof, if he shows up, things might get weird. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine that? (laughs) They warn us about the Holy Spirit. Oh, you know, those churches where the Holy Spirit shows up or they talk about him. You never know what's going to happen there. You never know if it's, is it biblical? Is it not biblical? And so He comes with a warning label from within the body of Christ. But can you imagine (laughs) the same thing about Jesus or your father? Oof, you never know. You never know if Jesus shows up. But I love when I look at scripture, that was true of Jesus. You never knew what was going to happen. It was going to be unexpected. You know, there's a story. I have to say this real quick because it's just very conversational. There's a story in scripture about Jesus healing a blind man and he bends into the dirt and he makes money, puts it on the guy's eyes. And I feel like that's pretty weird. That is. (laughs) If if any pastor were to do that today, we'd be like, it would be on social media. (laughs) You know what I mean? But there's this other story that I had totally overlooked until I was in my Bible reading again. I'm like, how many times have I read this story and just overlooked it? There, There was this man that was brought to Jesus and 
the people with him begged him to lay hands on him and heal him. And Jesus goes, just a second, I'm not going to lay hands on him. I'm going to. He puts his fingers in the guy's ears and then he spits on his hand and touches the man's tongue. Oh, wow. This is a real story in Mark. We'll have to add it into the show notes or something so we can look it up. But I'm thinking about all these moments when Jesus did just these unexpected, almost odd things. Yeah. And yet they were for purpose. And so his power could be made known. Mm -hmm. Um, But the Holy Spirit, there's just, there's so much warning about him. And I really feel like this is a tactic of the enemy. I agree. Who wants us to not know the power we have access to, who wants us to not know God in the way that Jesus made available. Because I think it's it's pretty true that we know Jesus as well as we know the Holy Spirit who makes him real to us. Yeah. And so this is why we have to have open hearts and open hands and open minds to what does the word say? Not just what does the world say about the Holy Spirit? What did Jesus say about this gift that came from the Father? Yeah. You know, when I think about the role of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, Becky, I I feel like it, I can put it like this, that God loved us so much that his son demonstrated that love on the cross and resurrection. And then the Holy Spirit allows us to embrace that love, but also to show that love to our world. And to me, it's like full circle, you know? And, And so I'm excited about this book because I feel like we need to understand that we have a helper (laughs) because we need a helper. And, and the Lord is, you know, that love is still there. That son that rescued us, he still stands and the Holy spirit is prepared and lives inside of us so that we can live in a way that the world can understand that love. So Thank you for writing this book. I, I'm so excited about it. But you talk about the spiritual gifts available to believers through the Holy Spirit in God So Close. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely. Well, first of all, the Holy Spirit really is the gift. Yeah. You know, Jesus says, you know, the gift of go wait for the gift of the Father. And so his disciples, they went, and when the Holy Spirit was poured out, he came with power and he came with might and he came with presence. And as the believers moved in and through the world around them, the Holy Spirit would move through them. So when I think about the gift of the Holy Spirit and the gifts he manifests through us, it's really not a gift to us, it's a gift through us. And so when we think about how the body of Christ needs the gifts that God wants to move through us, it sort of puts into, I think, proper perspective, these gifts, because I think where a lot of people sort of go, well, I don't even know if these gifts are for us still today. I see them moving in, in the Bible, in the early church. I don't know if some of these things are still active or moving in the church today. Um, I like to point to Paul's teaching on the gifts. He speaks to the church at Rome. He also speaks to the church at Corinth. And he doesn't tell them about the gifts as if they don't know they exist. He jumps right into conversation as if to teach them how to use them. And so as we look at how these passages apply to our lives today, we go, okay, 
Paul's not talking to them like, hey, by the way, I want you to know there are gifts. He's saying, by the way, here's how you use these tools. And so um, there's a line in C.S. Lewis's book, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, where the main characters are on a journey. And it's really a great allegory of the Christian faith in a lot of ways. Not perfect, but in a lot of ways. And a character named Father Christmas comes with, with gifts for the main characters to help them on their journey. And I think Lewis is trying to paint a picture of the Holy Spirit here. Mm. And as Father Christmas gives these gifts to these children, he tells them these are tools and not toys. Mm. And um, when I think of the gifts that the Holy Spirit wants to give us and move through us, mercy, prophecy, healing, just there's a there's lists of them in multiple places. We have to remember the body of Christ is better for the work of the Holy Spirit moving through us. And so it's almost a responsibility to learn how to use these tools, how God wants to um, touch the rest of the uh, rest of the body. He, we need all of our parts to be able to function in their mm-hmm. best capacity. And so when I think about how my brothers and sisters, other moms in my life, people in my community need me to know how to use the tools God has placed in my hands. It changes it from, I don't know if this is real, or I don't know if I want to learn about it too. I have a responsibility to know everything that God has placed in my hands and how to best impact the world with them. Yeah, that's good. So can you help us see what this looks like in your life, Becky? Like what's, what's a gift that the Holy Spirit has given you and what's a recent story when you've seen that gift in action? Well, I'd like to say that, um, I feel like the gift of mercy has Mm -hmm. been evident in my life in the past. And I think that's really an easy one to identify in a lot of people. Um, you know, it's almost as if you feel the feelings of others. You, you walk into a room or you're in a conversation and it's not just that you can empathize, but it's a deep mercy. It's a deep compassion, um, to want to correct, to want to bring healing. And I love that scripture talks about how Jesus full of compassion healed or Jesus Mm -hmm. full of compassion, um, Mm -hmm. fed the people or Jesus full of compassion. And so when mercy has been evident in my life, it's, it moves me outside of um, wanting to treat the situation as though it doesn't impact me. It does. Mercy makes the situation that would not seem to have any, any, any part of my normal life suddenly matter. Um, matter in a way that I feel it, it's like feeling the father's heart for a situation. Mm. So there was one moment and I was in an ice cream shop and I wrote about this in God's so close. And, um, uh, I was with my kids. We were out of town. It wasn't a place I usually go, but I felt like I was supposed to go. And, um, I walked into this ice cream shop and this woman at the counter, um, without sharing maybe triggering details here on the podcast had, um, signs that she struggled with depression. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just knew in my heart, it was like, I felt the father's merciful heart toward her. I felt his compassion for her. It was overwhelming to the point that I couldn't finish my ice cream or leave the shop until I went back and said, I just need you to know some truth today. Mm-hmm. and shared what maybe I wouldn't have been bold enough to share before. This is just one moment that I got to experience the gift of mercy. But the truth is, in that moment, I knew the Holy Spirit in a way that I hadn't known him before. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just through me. 
for to this woman. It was through me. And as I'm experiencing this encounter with God, I'm knowing him and his love in a way I hadn't before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like this is why the gifts that come with the gift of the Holy Spirit, which has been poured out for all believers. If, if you know Jesus, you you possess the gift. Um, it's it's really an exciting journey to sort of read about what scripture says and go, I've seen this move, you know, in my life. I've seen him move this way in my life. And then really dive into understanding what it looks like. I think I've heard a lot of conversations and seen a lot of books come out with people looking for identity in personality traits, in Mm. numbers and types and things like that. But I think if we spent as much time looking at who the Holy Spirit manifests himself to be in our lives to us and through us, it would help us know more about ourselves and more about our God. Yeah, Mm. that's a great story. And I think one thing that can keep us from doing that is people saying, I don't know if I'm worthy of those gifts. Like, I feel like someone even now is listening and saying, but you don't know the things I've done or what I haven't figured out in my life yet or what I'm struggling with. So how does that work, Becky? Do we need to qualify for these gifts? Do we have to get to a certain level in our spirituality? Do what? How does that work? Or are they truly just free gifts that we get to use as we are where we are today? Well, praise the Lord, there isn't like level three Christianity. (laughs) (laughs) Entry level, you have mastered. No, it's like there just is relationship with the Father. And I I don't believe there is a level of earning. We could never earn. It's like the gift of salvation. We could never earn what Jesus did for us. We could never earn the free gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, We could spend an eternity looking for people that deserved it and never find one. Um, The truth is that these are poured, the gift of the Holy Spirit is poured out on broken people in ordinary lives. And it's been true since before he was poured out. It's been true since the Old Testament. It's been true of every person except Jesus that has walked with the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. So your pastor, your teacher, your those people in your life that you admire, that you go, wow, I just can't believe that the Holy Spirit uses them in that way. They had a really ugly conversation with their spouse this week that they didn't tell you about, you know, like they had, they had moments where they snapped at their kids. They were jealous. They were bitter. They were prideful because this is the truth of living in human bodies, but we are carriers of the presence of God. And it's Jesus that made it possible for him to come close. It was nothing we could do. It was the Holy Spirit being poured into a life that has been set apart and made clean by Jesus, even if the daily workings of that life look far from beautiful. Amen. Yeah. And I I love your subtitle, Experience a Life Awakened to a Spirit. And that's how it works. You know, it's daily we walk with a as a carrier of the presence of God in us. I love how you just described that. And as we use those gifts, as we walk in those gifts, as we embrace the giver of those gifts, we're changed. You know, we experience what it is. We're awakened to what that is. So I wonder if you would consider just praying over that woman tonight, because sis, that's what you're known for. (laughs) You have blessed so many people So to the woman who longs to experience 
this awakening. Would you pray over her? Absolutely. It would be my honor. Well, Father, we love you and we thank you for what your son made possible, a relationship with you, God. We thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit who chose to come, like Jesus chose to come. Father, you poured him out for us. He's not just an idea or a wind or a concept. He's a person, the person and work of the Holy Spirit who was with Jesus, filled Jesus, is with us now. Lord, our hearts are curious. Our hearts are open. And I pray now that for the woman listening who wonders what kind of relationship really is available, who wonders if there's more, if there's deeper, if there's more familiar, if there's closer still, Lord, that you would reveal truth to her in Mm -hmm. ways that maybe she hadn't seen or experienced before. Lord, if she feels unworthy or unlovely, I pray right now that you would help her see herself through your eyes, through your perspective, the very best version of herself that you have called her into day after day. Lord, she does know you. She does know your spirit because if she's had any form of relationship with Jesus where she said, I want you to be Lord of my life, it was the Holy Spirit who made that possible. Mm -hmm. It was the Holy Spirit who drew her heart closer to yours, God. He isn't foreign. He isn't unknowable. He is real. And he is with her this very moment, closer Mm -hmm. than her breath. Father, I pray that she'd feel an envelopment of your peace surrounding her, a rise of hope inside of her, supernatural strength filling her from within. And Lord, I thank you that that one thing that's right in front of her, the thing that makes her almost have a hard time seeing you because this need um, just overshadows so much of her thinking and her daily life. God, I pray that she would see how small it is in comparison to your awesome power, that you care about it and you care about her and you're already making a way for her to reach the other side of this situation safely. You love her and you lead her. Help her know this deep with inside herself. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The book is God So Close, Experience a Life Awakened to a Spirit by Becky Thompson. Becky, as we close out, could you tell us how to find your book? Absolutely. Well, I've made it pretty simple. You just go to beckythompson.com and there's links to all of my socials and, and resources, including God So Close. Great. Thanks for being with us again, Becky. Thank you for having me. Great conversation, ladies. Thanks so much. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.